Hello and welcome to the second episode of the How to Invest podcast. We say investing can be done by anybody and this series will give you all the information you need to get started. I'm Sam Barker. I'm joined today by Interactive Investors Head of Personal Finance, Moira O'Neill. In the last episode, we answered the question, what is investing? And now we're moving on to ask, am I ready to invest? So Moira, how does someone know when it's the right time to start investing? Well, there'll be a combination of factors. One will be that you've paid off any bad debts. And by that, I mean things like expensive credit cards or loans that you may have hanging over you. The second thing is that you'll have a, a healthy emergency fund, we call it, a fund that represents about three to six months of your outgoings that you can fall back on just in case something went wrong, such as you lost your job or you had a family emergency. Another thing that's really important for those who have family is that you have adequate protection in place for them. Now this might be an insurance company policy, um, something called income protection, for example, uh, which pays out if you lose your job or life insurance, um, etc. And some people will have this through their employer, others may have to arrange it privately. So those are three really important things to have cleared your bad debt, have the emergency funds in place and protection for your family, uh, and then you're ready to start. Ready to go. And so how much money do people need to, to get started with investing? A lot less than people think. Um, you can get started with £25 or £50 a month. And it, you know if you can put those small, relatively small amounts aside, on a regular basis, you will soon see them mounting up into more significant sums. So definitely the message is investing is not just for the wealthy. In fact, many of us are investors without knowing about it or having it there consciously in our brains. Because if you are a member of a workplace pension scheme, which more and more of us are, because we now have auto-enrolment in place, that does make you an investor. The underlying investments in the pension, the pension itself is just like a wrapper in which they put investments to grow for your future. You should be getting a statement which shows what is held in there, what kind of investment choices you have, etc. And a lot of people may have chosen the default fund. So that's you know the choice that you're given if you don't make a decision. And I think really we should all be getting to grips with that and looking to check what that default option in the workplace pension was and whether we really think it's suitable for us. We may have things that we'd rather be doing like choosing an ethical fund or choosing something that's a bit higher risk um, because we feel like we have that kind of risk appetite. But in a short nutshell, you know, really we may, you may be an investor already, and if you want to do more investing, you only need a little, little bit of money to get started. Brilliant. Great news. Um, and obviously, we've been talking a little bit about the right time to start investing from a personal point of view. But what about the right time to start investing from an economic point of view? So some people out there will be looking at the wider economic situation now and saying, oh, I don't like the look of this. I want to wait for things to improve before I start investing because I don't want to see my investments immediately lose money, which is an understandable human reaction, I suppose. But is it sensible? Well, I'm afraid if you, you wait for things to improve, um, it will never seem like a good time to invest. And that's whether we're in a global pandemic or 
facing Brexit or there's a new president going to be elected or there's a general election coming up, there will always be something that makes it feel like it might not be the right time to start investing now. And, and the key thing we know about investing is that the longer you invest for, the better your chances of having good outcomes. So the earlier you start, the longer your, your money has in the, in the stock markets and the more it can weather the ups and downs of those. And also the, the longer it has to compound up um, and to benefit from getting interest on the interest and, and growing. The key thing is to get started at whatever point. And I think the act of investing in itself is an optimistic one. So you have to believe in the stock market. You have to believe that stock market investments will grow over long time periods. And the evidence is that they will. You know, the global stock markets have weathered world wars, financial crises. And in fact, if you look at the very long term graph of the global stock markets, those terrible things will look like minor blips in the graph. And um, in fact, the trend will be almost diagonally upwards with a few little wobbles along the way. So if, you know, if you're investing throughout your lifetime, which many people are because we don't necessarily stop investing at retirement these days. We have our period of investing for retirement and then we have a period of investing in retirement. Um, you have a very long time scale on your hands. The other thing I would say, Sam, is you mustn't be influenced by your emotions when you're investing and emotions are very powerful. We're wired to have this flight or fight thing within our psyche, and that comes from, they say, from Stone Age hunter-gatherers. Many people today will be feeling down or fearful even because of the pandemic, but the best investors do invest when others are fearful, and they stop investing when others become greedy or overconfident. So I think you've got to manage those emotions get a strategy, get a method. If that's regular drip feeding it in on a monthly basis in small amounts, that's perfectly sensible and just go for it and get started. And do people need professional advice when they start investing or is it something that you can do entirely yourself? You can do either, but the, the DIY route is becoming much easier because there's so much help and guidance out there on the internet and Investment platforms such as Interactive Investor do offer a lot of useful insight, ideas. We whittle down selections of investments to our core recommendations. We give you things like our quick start funds, which are sort of one-stop shop, ready-made portfolios, but you only have to buy the one fund. For those who want a bit more choice, there's things like our Super 60 and Ace 30, which give a, a broad range of different types of funds that, in, that can cover different uh, types of investments or different uh, geographies around the world. And then we also show you how you can make model portfolios with about eight to ten investment funds. So there's a lot of guidance out there. I think you should go and look for it. And if you read all of that and then you still feel really, really unconfident, like you don't know, still don't know how to pick and choose, you still don't necessarily understand the difference between a pension and an ISA, for example, or you just really don't know what is right for you, then yes, go and take some professional advice, but be prepared to pay for it because it will cost you. And I think for a lot of people's needs there are pro it's probably 
the best route is to start doing DIY further down the line when your tax affairs maybe become more complicated or you get married or have significant life events that might be a better time to be thinking about taking financial advice. Thank you Moira and so that's it it's the end of the second episode of How to Invest so thank you for listening if you have enjoyed it please leave us a rating and follow us on whichever platform you're listening on if you have any questions about investing, you can send them over to me at sam.barker at ii.co.uk or you can send us a message on all the usual social media channels.